0: Hello Unwoke Nation, we want to welcome you to episode 17 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boy Rich and Tim are here to bring in the latest stories all over the world. I am your host Rich, along with my boy Tim. How you doing Tim? Good, and you're Rich man, I'm glad to be back from the July
1: 4th holiday. Uh, good evening Unwoke Nation, been really excited to get back on the airwaves uh, and bring out some fresh new content for you guys, we are super excited about this. Tonight's uh, first off episode that we're kicking things with is uh, black guilt, when is that plane gonna crash? That's right, I said it, you heard it. We're gonna cover this topic and yes, I actually believe that black guilt exists. And so uh, based on an op-ed that I read on Yahoo back in uh, July, and that op-ed is called "Take Things from White People," so you kind of see the irony of when uh, black of black guilt. When's that plane going to crash, right? Um, it, um, is what I'll be using to uh, cover in uh, tonight's episode. And so, where I'm starting with is actually uh, first off is the Supreme Court's decision to end affirmative action, right? Um that needed to happen a long time ago. Yes, it and I, did. And when I say long time ago, I mean years ago, we're talking 10,12, you know, 15, at least two decades ago, yeah, easily. And for those of you that are not familiar with affirmative action, essentially, what it does is it takes race and ethnicity into account when applying for higher education um, schools, i.e colleges, if you will. And so for the longest time, colleges had a, uh, what I guess you could call a quota of, we have to take X number of Latinos, we have to take an X number of Blacks, we have to take an X number of Asian folks. Um, we couldn't just, universities and higher education systems couldn't just say, okay, we only take uh, all white people. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, regardless of test scores or anything like that, right? It was uh, almost considered a punchline Mm -hmm. in some capacity. Um, Now that the Supreme Court has done away with affirmative action, I think what the Supreme Court is actually saying here is affirmative action actually works in reverse against other ethnicities, right? Right. White people today have to compete with other white people when it comes to getting into college. Plain and simple, right? My test scores, not good enough. I knew when I was going to college that I was gonna start at a small school and then transfer to a large. I just knew it. I was not a great test taker. My SAT scores reflected that. I own it, I'm comfortable with it, um, right? Mm. Um, But to some of those out there, uh, affirmative action was probably seen as almost a guarantee I'm going to get in just purely based on the fact that I'm Hispanic, um, I'm Asian, I'm black, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um And not that anybody would ever know if they were accepted based on um, purely race alone. You know, they The PC way or political correct way would be, well, we look at the entire body of work, we look at the extracurricular activities, Um, we look at their, probably their economic situation where they're coming from, certain Mm -hmm. parts of the country, right, all these um, subjective, if you will, um, characteristics or items that you want to um, classify as, right? so now the supreme court is actually saying we're leveling the playing field everybody has to compete with everybody yeah and and what i don't get is since that decision decision the asian community the hispanic community the black community Mm -hmm. big time in the black community right um, as saying, uh, well, there goes my chance at getting into maybe a prestigious university such as a Harvard a Yale a Columbia or maybe a good um, college at all, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I think is ridiculous at this point. I, I've thought it's ridiculous for a long time. Um, Rich, if I had to compete against you to get into college, mm-hmm. right, best person wins. Yeah. Same play, same thing in uh, when it comes to applying for a job. Right. You would absolutely have no – if you and I were applying for the same job, mm-hmm. neither one of us would know um, what the ultimate decision was outside of a business saying, well, we felt – Rich was more qualified in terms of relevant experience versus Tim. You know, you two were similar. That's it. That's all we would never know. We would never know that in the background, HR is checking off a box that, okay, we just hired a black man. There's our uh, affirmative action quota. Right. 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 And so that's not going to happen. So now, so this dovetails right into the student debt relief. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, one of the things that was in the, uh, what was it, the Build Back America plan that President Biden was pushing was student, uh, college student loan debt relief. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to thinking about that. And I mean, that's essentially almost like a free ride. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is when I was in school, student debt. Mm Mm-hmm. I had student loans um, that I was responsible for paying. It was, I think, six months after I got out of school. Yeah, I think I remember, yeah. That's what I remember too. Right, so here it is. I'm having to pay back my student loans, but yet we want to throw out this student loan forgiveness for a percentage of the population. Mm -hmm. So essentially that's a free handout, Mm -hmm. right, as I stated. Um, Again, largely the black community outraged by this because now it's the woe is me, the chances of me getting a good education and getting out of my current situation decrease. And I look at this and I'm like, wait a minute. You want the student, you want the federal government to essentially tell you, you don't have to pay back a certain percentage of your student loans and you're okay with burdening the rest of the United States
0: with those that Mm. actually have to do or taxpayers. Or, yeah, on an already burdened tax process exactly going on right now. So, so again, it gets back to free handouts. And
1: again, it's black people feel like based on what I'm reading in this particular op-ed, um, in almost a sense of disenfranchisement, just like, well, I can't improve myself, mm-hmm. right? I, 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 can't make myself better because I'm not getting the free handouts. I'm not getting
0: the uh, preferred treatment, right? And I, and I see where you're going with this. You know, uh, I mentioned on a, um, I mentioned on a uh, a previous episode where. I myself, when I was in high school, I was trying to put in applications and they did have it, they were asking, you know, what's your ethnicity? And I purposely made sure not to uh, put uh, put my uh, being African-American or so put that in there because I wanted them to judge me on, you know, my grades and stuff like that. And I was able to get into a decent school, you know, because of it. And also, yeah, I went to JUCO, but eventually I still had the grades where to be able to go to an even better school. So I went the same route that you did, Tim.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with going that route. No. But I don't know how, if you and I were competing for a Harvard position, how we would know that Rich got in because of affirmative action— and I got, and I didn't get in, right? Mm. We could we could draw conclusions and we could speculate all we want, but, right. it, it, but in the end, you don't, maybe your grades were better, maybe you had one more extracurricular activity than I did, or right. maybe the exact opposite, right? I got in, you didn't, mm. um, same thing applies, right? And so, you know, that leads into student debt reform and this nonsense of like I'm not getting these same free handouts and I'm being kept down and mm-hmm. down and that's not
0: uh, the case you know something I was gonna I was going to add on to what you had said in regards to you know getting to prestigious schools like your IVD schools and also and I think I might have mentioned it at a previous episode as well um, I mentioned about the um, the famous professor the the late um, uh, Sowell um and he was a black professor that was at Cornell University, one of prestigious Ivy League schools. And he did a national survey in regards to when it came to uh, how affirmative action was going to play in black students being able to get into prestigious schools. And when he came down to the conclusion or so, because part of what he was asking for I guess, and it may have been happening on his own campus, is that he was noticed that a lot of black students were that were able to get to Cornell or so seem to be on some type of uh, academic uh, probation and stuff like that. And he just wanted to know, well, why is this happening? I mean, these kids are very smart kids, stuff like that. It's like, what's going on? So once he went and did this research where he found out, because basically, of and I'm paraphrasing here on Woke Nation, basically what he found out is that Schools were, because they were trying to fill their quota, you could say, of affirmative action at their colleges and universities. What he concluded in his research is that they were actually doing more damage to uh, towards students who were who were able to be accepted through affirmative action. You know, so because it turns out they were not able to do the academic requirements or, or work in that particular school. So he was asking the question of. How much are you helping a, a black or Asian or Hispanic student where if you're just accepting men knowing that they might not be able to have the they might not have the academics or uh, that performance to be able to do the work of that particular school? Mm-hmm. So so uh, I, I was asked this question um, and actually I found out about the question later. I'm sorry, I actually found out about the court case later, the 6 court case by the Supreme Court. Uh, and. I've always thought that I even thought that back in the E when I was in high I'm sorry, when I was in college as well, that it's like affirmative action or so might have been needed at one point. But I think just the way that we have education, we have a lot of stuff that's online learning and all this different. And, 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 you know, that's an example, Tim. It's like, I mean, you know, you have people like that where it's like, you you know, people in general, you can sit there, you can do stuff online. You can do all these different, you know, there's, there's different opportunities to be able to do it. And also, but to say that. That minorities are not able to get into certain schools. It's like, you know, we just have to say, hey, congratulations, you're in because you're black. I mean,
1: I, that just. Yeah, I mean, was you 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 Your acceptance letter doesn't say um, you're. As part of your outstanding achievement, being black was one of them. Being being Asian was an right. achievement. Being Latino was an achievement. See, it, it, it doesn't say anywhere on that acceptance letter. It says, Congratulations, we've accepted you in right. for the fall of, you know, whatever university
0: you're going to. Right. and, see, and the thing is, is that for this particular case and also this was actually filed by Asian students. You know, it was actually filed by them. Right. So they were like, you know, of course once they would just say, like, well, wait a minute, why is it so why is it so much that our requirements are so much higher, stuff like that, or they're the ones who brought this forward. So, based on what the op-ed that this gentleman talk about, I mean, they don't, he really doesn't even mention anything about that. Wait, do you realize where his Asian students actually came forward with this saying, like, that's not fair? Well, but it's, this op-ed is taken purely from the
1: perspective of the black community, and mm-hmm. it feels as if white America is taking away black Achievement. No. And uh, I call complete bullshit yes. on that because it's not white America. It's America. Mm-hmm. It is the elected officials. It's the people that you voted for. Right. Right. And so there's this a statistic that is thrown out that says most white Americans, 57 percent, disapprove of selective Colleges considering race and ethnic and ethnicity in affirmative action. Eighty percent of whites do not support reparations for descendants of enslaved people, which I do agree with that particular statistic. Mm-hmm. Because I, as we've covered in a previous episode, my point of view and where I see on repar- reparations is it's a slap in a. Fa- uh, A face. It's a slap in the face to black people that are getting money um, from the government for your ancestors, right? It's Mm -hmm. not going. It's it's going to the current generations. Mm -hmm. It's not going to you know the descendants. I I mean, it would be difficult to give it to a dead person, right? But but you know where. You get what I'm saying here, that it's like saying, hey, we're sorry for the slavery, uh, the beatings, uh, the long hours out in the cotton fields, um, the raping of your women, um, right? The, um, just the overall abuse, Mm -hmm. you know? Here's 10 grand, our bad. Oh, by the way, racism still exists in America. Mm -hmm. Time to move on, right? Um, and it says that versus, you know, this 80% statistic, uh, of white people who do not support reparations versus the 77% of black Americans who do when that's a shocker. Yeah. Right. Free handout from the government. Free money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm black. I'm getting free money. Yeah. No, that, that just, it doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: The vast majority of black, Hispanic, Asian Americans feel more needs to be done to ensure equal rights for all, versus 42% of whites agreeing. Equal rights for all. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we live mm-hmm. in the United States mm-hmm. where. Everybody is on equal footing in terms of the ability to vote, Mm -hmm. the ability to start a business, the ability to go to school, the ability to be a success, the ability to be a failure. If you decide you want to be a failure, Mm -hmm. you can absolutely... Not this way, but okay.
0: Do this. Yeah. Right? Do you have that ability? Um, You know, because the thing is that in America... And see, guys, and this on uh, what well, is why I just I get so upset when people just talk about when it comes to fairness and stuff like that. You know, we you know, we were uh, our country was founded where when it says life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And you have that opportunity to be able to, you know, to do that here in America. If that is not so, we don't that, you know, that would mean to where we is the Why we don't we wouldn't be having thousands of people willing to travel through Central America to get all the way to the Mexican border, like that, they didn't see an opportunity for a better life, and so, and and just kind of kind of going back on on some things, like you know, number one, it's like as I I said before, I definitely think that you know affirmative action, you know, needs to go and stuff. So, but this whole thing, what I say about you know being on equal footing and stuff like that, or so, uh, last time I checked, while well, I'm pretty sure that Dr. King ran on the fact that it's like you want people to judge you on the context of the of your character, not the color of your skin. So my my question would be if you're a person that actually admires the efforts of what Martin Luther King did, having something like this, like the like in North Carolina, could be to say like, okay, there's nothing else that has to do with color. It's all about your grades, which it should be. Right. That should be the reason why it's like you know you are getting into UNC or Duke or what or whatever half school you might have. That should be the reason why. That's the reason why I did it. And so, you know, that's just a really, I think it's, it is is a good thing. It's a good thing where to be able to say, that, hey, you know what? You're truly going to be judged on your efforts and stuff like that. That's what makes America great, where, you know, you can go ahead as much as you might have some crazy politicians out there saying you can't pull yourself up bootstraps and everything like that, you know. So, like I said, I came i came to our state, you know, but absolutely started from scratch and built it and put myself up. So... I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's opportunities or, and then another thing too you were also that I didn't get a chance to comment on is the whole thing, you know, when it comes with the school loans, you know, I unfortunately think that the powers that be were, was going to use that as a, as a basically a voting ploy, and I think that they kind of knew that was not going to happen, but, but I do understand what you're saying as well, that it's like, that's not considered fair, you know, so it's not fair where it's like that, you know, you had to go, you pay all your school loans and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, say, well, okay, this is what's, you know, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, hey, why can't we have the same thing? You know, so I, I do yeah, want where's Yeah, where's my handout? Right. Right. Um, Everything's got to, it's like, it's it's weird about society because everything just seems like I just have to have, like you said, free stuff. Yeah, and, but it's it's, hand out, it's handouts galore. Right. Right. And right. how many
1: times can we go to that well and come back from the well with something? And right. then the next time I go, it, you know, the same Cycle of behavior repeats until the well runs dry. You don't get anything, and now all of a sudden you're crying foul.
0: Right, exactly, and see, and that's the thing about it is like you know, even when you're talking about, you know, what it's talking about with money reparations, where so, you know, we've discussed this before. It's kind of a thing like A, where do we start, and B, does that line to the well ever stop? No, it doesn't. No, it's never going to stop because we've already seen what we have in society where that. You know, like like you and I said, you know, if you give him a lots a of cookies, going to want a glass of milk. So something else will come up of like, yeah, okay, you did that. Oh, by the way, what about this thing? Okay, back to the well. Okay, good, thank you. Oh, by the way, what about this thing? It just never stops. And then where, when does that come to the point where now we start to add a little bit more more right. division right. going on? You know, so this, I mean, this this has to stop in some some way, shape, or form. And so I mean it's
1: it's this constant bitching about these handouts. Mm-hmm. It's the um, the Van Joneses of the world saying oh, the black community was just set back however long because the um, now that affirmative action that has ended, right? The the harm this is going to do to the black community. It's like come on.
0: No, it's not. And here's another thing where people aren't talking about as well. You know, first off, he's wrong. It's not gonna, it's not gonna set anybody back or anything like that. But I will say this much, you know. So, what schools that has been, what schools that have been in in the news as of late that are just practically dying with hat in hand and did so even during the the uh, the previous two administrations. Talking about, hey, we need money to be able to survive. Black colleges and universities. Well, that yeah, that's very true, right?
1: Exactly. You know. So, so is it uh, Deion Sanders went? What came from Jackson State? Jackson State, and he didn't he say he uh, foregoed part of his salary to help finish out
0: building the right uh, football stadium? It. Exactly. A- exactly. I think if I if I considered if I'm correct, where I think they said. Uh, they said Deion Sanders just being there, just as the 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 American football coach, and also got uh, Jackson State on uh, Woke Nation is a uh, is a historically black college. Yeah, that's located in in Jackson Jackson Mississippi, where which is their capital. Like that, so but it's a prestigious program that's known for their football program. But although considered one of the smallest schools, and so a, a superstar Dion Primetime Sand Coach Prime, as they call him. Uh, went there to be the head coach and within three years I think he must have generated over a hundred million dollars that that school would have never gotten before and people threw a fit when he actually decided to leave and become the head coach at the University of Colorado right so going back to our topic at hand it's like I would think schools like your Jackson States your Gramblings uh Texas Southern all those schools would actually see this as an opportunity to say hey you know what we want to have students like that because, let's be honest, college and universities, if students are not there, if those students aren't getting student loans or something like that, you're not open. Right. And also, do you remember when it, uh, the situation with um, I think it was called Tuscaloosa State University and their band came and they, they ended up uh, uh, performing at the inauguration for Trump or something like that. Okay. What people did not know is that by, if I understand this correctly By that school's ban Going to that inauguration They actually had an increase in enrollment Had nothing to do with the president No one had ever heard of the school before I think it might had If I recall And it's been years since I thought about it So It might have had what 600 students But because people knew about that school All of a sudden it's like Wait our, people, our applications of enrollment Are now going up So if this is such a big thing, why is it that you know you won't, don't have an opportunity where some of these schools can actually have that? Do, do you see where I'm going yeah, with that? I, yeah, I, I do. I, and so there, there's a statistic
1: in here that I absolutely agree with, um, and it says most whites, 62 percent, think our country has done enough. Or uh, you could go to the extreme too much to give black people equal rights. Okay. I'm of the, of the mindset that we have, that we have done, I would say, we have done enough. Mm -hmm. I I honestly believe that Um, because when, you know, when you do enough, all of a sudden it becomes, well, why couldn't we do a little more than just enough? Right. Right. And it gets back to that whole, uh, can I continue to get a free handout thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're done with the responsibility, mm-hmm. okay? Um, we have talked about this previously. In our history, it's ugly. It's nasty. Yes. There are some fantastic parts of it.
0: It's um, part of American history. Yeah. We, you know No matter what color you are, we have to deal with it. We deal with the situation that we have right now, and now it becomes a situation of people within the black community, that I can speak for this, it's like people in the black community being able to say like, okay, you want your kids to be able to get into college. It is more important that we do, our that parents do their best to make sure to state how important education really is. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because if it's that important like that, you want to make sure I don't care whether you're whether you're on a, you're in South Central Los Angeles or a South Side of Chicago, wherever you might be like that. So to have parents be able to say, OK, we care enough about our kids to make sure they want to do everything possible that they're studying, that they're at home, they're not getting into stuff like that. So we're not going to use an excuse of us having to work two or three jobs in there. like us say we're going to do whatever we need to do. To make sure that our kids understand and that they will be able to exceed, which is the whole purpose of what parents are supposed to do. I want you, as my son and daughter, to exceed where I am right now. I mean, couldn't this handout, this whole handout thing, um,
1: that has been so overplayed for years? I mean, couldn't that almost be a form of discrimination in itself? Actually, yeah, or not discriminate a form of. of I don't know what we'll call it reverse racism maybe we're getting, you know it's um, we're giving you this money we know you're not good enough or we're giving mm-hmm. you that treatment so you're still getting in I mean I
0: th- See and I think that's what Thomas Sowell was trying to say in his research it's like we're you know that this you know that this particular student cannot do the curriculum in the school but you're going to let him in though because it it basically will make you feel warm and cushy that hey we let a black we let this uh, black student in or this hispanic student in it's like you're not doing that kid any favors yeah but what about the black community itself that's up in arms
1: about white people are taking away our privi- our privileges our rights our ability to succeed and i'll be honest i would call bullshit on that instantly yeah every person in our country has the ability to be successful it's not the
0: burden of white people to make somebody else successful. No, it is not. It is up to you. See, that's the biggest thing where it's like, you know, being able to take personal responsibility for for what you are. It's like, you know, that whole phrase I say, it's to be, it's up to me. I remember when I finally came to that soul searching, come to Jesus, whatever you want to call it, that, that moment in time where I sat and I had to say to myself, you know what, you know, Rich, here's the thing, you know, you are personally responsible for your success or failure in your life. It's all up to you. Don't go around stuff they trying to, you know, blame white people for this, white people for that. This is all on you. And I think that's what it is. I think we've generationally had situations of, uh, of, uh, of families that have saturn said, no, little Johnny, you can't make it also just because you're black. No, the white guy is always going to keep you down and stuff so like that. So you just you just are not going to do it. See, that's the reason why I get so angry about this whole CRT that's critical race theory and you know, all, because what oh. it does... Yeah, and I know that's a yeah, completely another thing. Or So it's like, you know, because this whole thing of trying to teach critical race theory and also, which pretty much on Woke Nation, it's bottom line of you're black you will never succeed white people are keeping you down i pretty much summed it up with you without even giving you a uh, giving you any type of uh, exam that's pretty much what it is so when i've actually had someone ask me which what do you think this critical race theory is I've, i left it to two words it's stupid it is absolutely stupid okay stop playing victim make something of yourself Okay. That's really what it comes down to. And it's like, and I'm just, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of people just, you know, having that mentality. So we've had people where, so who have, you know come out of complete, you know, so I I once heard a story uh, from my, I think my grandmother that once told me about there was a guy, I guess, who grew up, I think on uh, the South side of Chicago, where he became an admiral in the U S Navy. I'm pretty sure at some point he sat and said like, okay, I'm not going to sit there and be a victim you know, in a very bad, a bad area of Chicago, and I'm going to make something of myself. Right. No excuses. So, I mean, and this article goes into
1: this particular um, op-ed. This gentleman says we should take things from white people, and he's and he starts off with affirmative of action is not what prevents Asians from attending elite. Uh, uh, elite universities like harvard according to a 2019 study 43 percent of white students at harvard gained admission because they were legacy related to a donor a child of a harvard employee or an athlete uh, or an athlete populations which are overwhelmingly white when asked the researchers noted that eliminating these white privilege loopholes would increase the number of African American, Asian American, and hisp- Hispanic students, but the white acceptance rate would decrease.
0: I don't agree with that at all. Because it still goes back to the- Where's t-
1: the correlation? How,
0: yeah, yeah. Where's, I, I don't, I, it's, that. that was a, that was w- way too many brain cells unwrapped unnecessarily. With that one, I mean that that doesn't say anything at all. Now I do know because I actually had a I had a, a fraternity friend where so where his mom actually worked at our university. So yeah, he had me and his sister got you know friends. So yeah, I know that exists. I didn't have a problem with it. it's like hey you just that's just how it is. Well, I mean it's like in a fraternity if you're a legacy, you right. know, If You know if your family
1: members or whatever fraternity mm-hmm. sorority and they look you up. Oh yeah, I was a legacy and my father was you know, 59, I mean, whatever, right? right? Or My older brother was 86 and I'm coming in later, right? Right. Um, And then there's also, you know, it talks about um, something that should be taken uh, from white people is black reparations. Um, And so it caught, and so what he's saying here is that 10 to 12 trillion in federal expenditures that the leading scholars estimate pales in comparison to the principal and compounding interest on the stolen labor that created the racial wealth gap. It certainly wouldn't cost white people 800,000, the difference in wealth of the average white household compared to a black household.
0: So basically because white people supposedly in in his Reasoning is that because they make more money, oh, it won't be any big deal. Is that what I'm basically hearing? Uh, no, to me it sounds like
1: America was built on the blood, sweat, and tears and backs of black people. Okay. And the financial gap between those that uh, what black people were being paid if they were being paid at all versus what a white person mm. is being paid is... Not eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay So uh, it almost to me it seems like thanks uh, thank you to the black community for your hard work and stuff, but white people are gonna profit from it and mm-hmm. life's gonna go on.
0: That's basically what he's concluding. Yeah Again man I I, I think what this or is uh, I, I'm not seeing this ending. Uh, I think this. I think this is gonna constantly keep going. I actually said to a close friend of mine who had this same conversation. Uh, she's black as well, and I told her. I said, "I said if people keep up with this attitude, it'll be like this for fifty years. The next fifty years, it'll be like this. And it's just like, again, like I said before, people just taking responsibility for themselves. N- at no point should I ever hear a story about a seventeen-year-old kid they there saying." Oh, I'm so happy I'm gonna graduate nursing because I actually get to get on welfare. By the way, guys, that's a true story. That's an actual story I heard from somebody who is a who actually works with students in a school. That actually said, the student literally said she was happy because she knew once she graduated, she can actually get on the welfare. Not that she's graduating. Not that she's planning on going to college. Not that she has a job online. The happiest thing in her in her little head is that she's going to get on welfare. I'm sorry, that's fucking sad.
1: Well, that's just pathetic.
0: That you completely yeah. Denied, it is pathetic, but it's.
1: But again, take away the the free handouts, and what's left, right? Right. And it just. Uh, I'm tired of all the bitching that's taking place because we're finally deciding to put things on equal ground for everybody. Mm-hmm. exactly. That, yeah, but does that mean that this whole example of legacy, is it gonna go away? No, it's not gonna go away, right? You know, 43% of, white people getting into Harvard is because of le- le- uh, legacy status. That means that 57%
0: is going to be made up of everybody else. Wow. Did you just do some math? Wow, that kind of checks out, huh? Yeah. Because 50-something is bigger than 40-something, right? Right. Oh. But we
1: want to use uh, legacy as an excuse for why Rich didn't get into Harvard, but Tim did. Oh, well,
0: that makes me feel good. Yeah. Get out of here, people! Come on. Yeah, and so uh, to wrap this all up, um,
1: I'm basically, or not basically. To wrap this up, what I'm saying is, you know, when when is the when is the bitching gonna stop? Right. When is it time that that plane crashes um, and the black community looks at things like the end of, um, of affirmative action and looks at it as I'm competing with everybody else because everybody else is competing with me right yeah and so i mean th- that's that's how it should be viewed i know it's not looked that way uh but the free handouts all the bitching it all needs to stop you know this is 2023 not 1823 yeah yeah get over yourselves get over this reparations shit mm-hmm. stop bitching and start doing something. That's it. That, that, that's all there is. Um, unwoke Nation, it was great uh, again connecting with you guys tonight. Would love your feedback on this particular topic. Um, you can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Again, that is feedback at unwoke the show. Com. Rich, as always, another great episode, man. I look forward to talking
0: to you next time. All right, guys. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Definitely make sure you check us out. Leave your comments, whereas Tim was talking about, and we'll see you on Episode 18. Take care.